So welcome to this week's edition of the Retail Risk Podcast, sponsored as always by Axis Communications, and thanks to our supporting partners, uh, 3X Logic, Mighty, and Aura. Now, I am joined this week by the cream of the Halfords team. Uh, that is James, Matt, and Andy, um, who had huge success at the King Power Stadium recently for this year's Fraud Awards. So, gentlemen, welcome all. Hello, Paul. Nice to see you. Yeah, always a pleasure. Now, before we get going into the success on the evening and what it was your peers congratulated you for in such a fabulous style, um, Matt, perhaps if I come to you first, just to give an overview, I know Halfords extremely well. I grew up shopping at Halfords, as we, many of us did, kitting out our first and second cars with accessories from Halfords as a clue there as to what the business might be, but it's involved massively over the last few years. So can you just give us an overview of what Halfords look like today? And then where you guys fit into that picture as well would be really useful. Yeah, of course, Paul. So yeah, obviously great to be here today and uh, great to have the team on the call with me as well today because they're the ones that have clearly done all the hard work here. It's not about me at all. Um, but Halfords at the moment, so Halfords based in the UK and also Republic of Ireland. That's the only places where we've got stores, but we've also got garages as well. So I'll come on to that in a second, Paul. We've got 400... Uh, stores that we operate in the UK and Ireland, which are retail stores. Um, so we're, we're the biggest retailer uh, for the UK and Ireland in terms of cycling and also motoring parts. And that's the two main parts of our business. Um, and even in the retail stores, we also do a, a service called We Fit, where we can install your headlight bulbs if you need to get one changed on your Maserati, etc. Uh, that's all part of the package of things that we do in Halford. So um, obviously good coverage across the country um and a sustained retail business there and then over recent years we've had halfords auto center as part of the group now for about 12 years or so since we acquired that originally that was originally about 240 garages and we've been expanding that part of the business significantly in recent years as well so as of this year we're now up to 650 garages uh, that, that actually trade under the halfords auto center umbrella um, so great to see that part of the business expanding um, that's brought with it in the loss prevention world as you can probably imagine a new set of challenges for us to cover both the garage business and the retail business and the other interesting part that we do is mobile vans as well so we have about 250 vans based across the UK that can come out to your house to change your tyres and other sort of parts at home as well and that again is another area which we have to look into and help help the business to trade sort of profit profitably and also protect yeah so it really is that, you know, uh, I knew about obviously this sort of the motoring, uh, you know, side. And I've actually used the, uh, the having the parts fitted on a previous vehicle, but uh, I didn't know you were mobile as well. So that's interesting. So now obviously, Matt, you head up the, the group profit protection mm. function, I think, for everything across uh, that the sort of the, the Halfords empire. Where did James and Andy fit into that that mix? Go on, pick them up a little bit while they're while they're there before we come to them. Yeah, absolutely, Paul. So I operate my team across three operating pillars, really, for loss prevention in Halfords. Um, we, we've got the, the operations pillar that supports the infrastructure I just talked about there, the stores and the garages. So we've got a field-based team that are out there, boots on the ground that are visiting the outlets and measuring compliance and helping to, to work with our stakeholders in operations to reduce the stock loss across all of the business. We have a supply chain team then that deals with our sort of DC network and stock accuracy coming out of the DCs into our stores and into our garages. And then the really, really crucial part of the team is the central sort of part of the team, the who, who we call 
the support centre part of the team, which uh, James heads up. It's a small team, four individuals, uh, five individuals. Um, and um, up until recently, we didn't really do anything in the e-com space. In fact, if you go back three years in Halford, you couldn't transact online. We've only recently introduced that, really. Um, and therefore, we didn't have a problem with e-com fraud. Um, that's expanded through COVID, obviously, and we do a lot more e-com business now. We take payments online. Um, but Andy and James have been re re really working closely in that kind of part of the business uh, over the last couple of years or so. From a standing start, and this has been the amazing success, really, to be honest, there is literally just the two of them that work on this area. And they've gone from almost knowing nothing about this part of the business to to really been able to control that fraud almost down to zero levels which has just been fantastic and and maybe come to you first james and then andy same question when when you know do you get the phone call from matt going right you're going to be our econ gurus was it you know was it an area of retailing that you'd got an interest in was it something you did as a hobby on the sideline was it oh good grief what on earth are you giving me now i mean yeah, because you know, you were known as a business for you know you you you've kind of gone from a a low amount of uh, ecom activity to this sort of uh, you know flying beast at the minute. Yeah, how do you go from that standing start to, to where you are? James, kick it off then, Andy. You can think about flashbacks to that terrifying moment when you realised what you needed to to pick up. Well, I think fortunately going back, I don't think it was that. Matt that first got us into this, I seem to remember seeing an output of a meeting that I wasn't involved in, just saying that, James, you're now responsible for the e-com rules. <laughs> and I had to phone Andy because I didn't know what e-com rules were, or fraud systems or anything like that. And yeah, it literally sort of came out of some, some steering group meetings discussing the high level of losses on there and what could we do with it. And yeah, we were, we were kind of pushed forward as if we could provide some advice and... Yeah, we, we started to have a, a look into it, took a, took some of Andy's pre-existing knowledge on it. And um, yeah, that was the start of the journey for us. And so I get that. Uh, uh, so were you the sort of the go-to uh, man then, were you? And that pre-existing knowledge then, were, were, you, were, you, the, were you the man with the, uh, with, with the starting point? Um, I got involved with it very early on um, with regard to... Um, a phone call from uh, Helfer's treasurer saying that uh, we'd had an, a large number of chargebacks. Um, did I have any uh, uh, you know, uh, prior knowledge on it? And it was like, no, but I see this as an opportunity where I could learn. Um, and so I got involved in the dying days of what was known our solution at that time, gatekeeper. And then obviously um, <clears throat> gatekeeper itself got sunsetted. And so I was involved with James in to move onto the uh, Certify platform. Yeah, actually, I must admit, there's you know some of the sort of fraud platforms now <laughs> in terms of managing that process and the chargebacks, they're really quite uh, quite advanced in terms of what they were doing. So um, fast forward a couple of years, we had the fraud awards uh, very recently at the King Power Stadium, but prior to that. A submission has gone in um, from Halfords. Uh, and just to recap, I mean, it is not me or anybody else sat there counting the, the number of coins and notes in a brown envelope to give out these awards. This is this is your peers. This is the good and the great 
of the retail industry across the world that have looked at your submission and they've looked at a raft of them. And not only did you guys get shortlisted, but you've gone all the way through to end up top of the pile. When you first wrote that submission, did you sit there nodding to yourself thinking, do you know what, we're, we're onto something here? Did you realise quite how far you'd come and, and the advances that you made? Did, did you put that nomination in with a, with a kind of, yep, this is our year? I, yeah, I, I guess from the, the, the sort of standing start to the work that we did to kind of running six months with no fraud chargebacks, with no... Um, no negative impacts on our, our, our acceptance rates. Um, and I guess that was why we put the nomination in, is we sort of got there and thought, this kind of feels quite special. You know, it's honestly, it was slightly above our expectations. You know, we did a lot of work to analyze a multitude of different problems and sort of take the time to solve them all as we went through. Um, and yeah, from honestly, it was a little bit of prompting from our team around us that was sort of saying, look, we think you've done a really good job. You should give it a go and uh, and yeah we did yeah and again you know you sort of you, the, the first the shortlist comes out and there you are you're up on there um so was that the point where you think okay just check that the the trousers fit that the, the top button can still be done up we're, we're going to need to be there on force because uh you know you you were there in the room what, what was it like on the night i think we before we came on air i said we had the all-time record attendance we were just to let you know we were i believe it was four people short of the entire capacity of that space at the king power stadium when they were counted in so if we, if we had a few um little clandestines uh, trying to sneak in we would have had a problem so we were it was an all-time all-time record to see you there so the excitement was building talk, talk to me about that on the night was there a quiet confidence I think if I pick that one up, just uh, and then we'll hand over to Andy, see if he wants to add to it. But Paul, yeah, I think the guys were quietly confident and I probably more quietly, I was confident as well, really. And I think I think for me, the main reason was because I knew clearly what the guys had been working on over the last sort of two years or so and how much of their own even personal time that they put into to really making this work. Also coupled with the nature of the fact that it's only the two of the guys that are really working on this, a very lean operation uh, from our perspective in terms of just focusing on the things that make the biggest difference, working closely with each other and also with our digital customer service teams, really talking to the stakeholders and really understanding and driving through what what those problems were. Um, So that level of passion and interest and then the magnitude of going from what were some fairly eye-watering losses when we first looked at this to almost zero, coupled with the fact that we were looking at the sales part of it as well. It's very easy in the e-com fraud world to stop the fraud, if you like, but also block the genuine sales as well. And I think that was really, really great to see from the guys right, right from the word sort of go. It was, we need to keep the sales up here as well. So that sales conversion piece was also a key a key performance indicator as well as we went through the project. But yeah, it was very exciting on the night. Great to be there as well. Ed Byrne doing a fantastic job, obviously with you, Paul, there to, to get us all introduced and everything as well. So the passion and energy that was going in even before we got on stage was great to see as well. So it was just good to be back. Yeah, and then uh, you know, I'm always interested, you know, the, um, uh, you know, you realise quite, you know, how much it means to people and, and the vast amount of work that's gone in. And then when the, the gold envelope is, is opened and, you know, 
sitting there and you can see the, the sort of the nervous energy in the room. Halfords is called out. Yeah, the cheer went up. Uh, you know, the walk-on music kicks in, the uh yeah, the lighting starts to flash, and that's it. You're up and up and towards Ed Byrne, our, our host. And for those that don't know him, Google him, an extremely A-list comedian and TV presenter within the UK. I think he's a Northern Irishman, I think, by uh, by background. Um, judging by the accent, I was struggling to uh to 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 make head or tail of when we were talking to him earlier. But um, and there you are, you're walking up on stage, and that's it, success. Yeah, exactly. It, it's it, great, great reflection for the guys. Again, said, said at the beginning, Paul, it's nothing to do with me. All I could do was leave them to have a bit of space to work on these things and just allow them the, the space and the opportunity to do what they needed to do, really. That's the only bit that I take any, any, any credit for at all, really. So the guys have led this right from the beginning. For every type of business, the power of a data-driven security video management system designed to give you total control anywhere, anytime. 3x logic is the actual award just lurking out of shot with you has somebody got one to um, it, it has stayed very close <laughs> by the last uh, last week or two and uh yes it's made an appearance on uh, on a multitude of different calls as and when it's been required this week yeah i think go. i think paul that that's a really interesting point to mention actually is that the not just on the night so the oscars effectively from the lp community being there at Leicester on the night, but also the the kind of recognition that Halfords have given the two guys as well on the back of it as well. So they've been mentioned at the company huddle, which is talked to every person that can dial in from Halfords. Thousands of people potentially go on that. We it, it was recognised on that, and at the finance uh, kind of awards that we've had as well for this week. So not only useful in the wider LP space, but also within Halford's great sort of recognition for the guys there. And also more people talking about retail risk as well than ever before in yeah, Halford's. And, and, you know, it, it, it is great for that. And interestingly, you talk about that recognition within the business, something we've been asked to put together and we're just working on it at the moment is a sort of, you know, if you like, a past yearbook, an alumni. So it's easier to flag up those that have had that success. So when you're talking about you know, you're promoting, mm. you know, your function within the business. It's easier to reference the award that's gone on to see which peers, you know, judge the, the process. And so, um, you know, th there's been a lot of success people that reach that, that pinnacle. They get the peer review. And then, you know, when you go on for that next bit of budget or you say to Matt, you know, we need to add to the team, um, you know, the next headcount needs to come our way then just a little reminder of, of what's gone on. And that's my next question. So what's coming next? So without being disrespectful to Halfords and your wider business, not, not the, the trendiest of, of retail operations, but there you are, this great accolade within the e-com space. There was some really disappointed uh, other retailers that have had success in this arena. I know one of them in particular is already working on the, uh, I'm trying to wrestle this from you for uh, for 2023. But what what's coming next on the on the pipeline for this part of the Halfords Halfords team? So I guess um, one of the, the the bits in our journey is we're um, yet again changing the provide uh, the, the provider of our anti fraud software. So we've been on a journey for the last nine months to bring that to fruition, and we're literally just changing now. So we're almost a bit sort of set back to the beginning 
again, new software, new um, new set of rules, completely different way of working. So we've now got the slightly tougher challenge than we had last time of trying to maintain our, our 0% fraud rate that we've had for the last six months and keep this going on to the, the new platform. Then I guess really for, for us on this, obviously we're, we're going to be hard pressed to improve on the 0% fraud rate. So really for us, I think it's going to be looking for what opportunities have we got to increase the sales and get the acceptance rates up and uh, yeah, keep building it upwards from that end whilst obviously making sure that we keep the fraudsters at bay. Well, I think I would just add to that as well, that obviously James is part of the team. They don't only deal with the e-com, they deal with all of our support centre reporting as well. And another key area that we've been working on recently over the last sort of two years or so, ever since COVID, is a, a, almost working with the retail team on a new operating model that we've got in our stores. So one of the key things that we'll be keen to talk about in the coming six to 12 months that we'll hopefully be back to retail risk talking about is the dashboard reporting that we've been producing that looks not just at losses in Halfords, but also looks at the insights and behaviours that drive those losses before they happen. So I won't give you all the, all the inside detail on that for now, but that's the next thing that we probably want to come and talk to you about. That's next yeah. year's nomination. Next year's nomination. Just I'm, setting you up there, James, for next time. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm sensing uh, I'm sensing the main stage with your name on it somewhere, James. Maybe, uh, Andy, Matt, Matt can be on the sidelines uh, coordinating the walk on music and the dry ice uh, and, uh, and signing it off. Um, yeah, interesting that, um, you know, it is a constant evolution, isn't it? You have to sort of develop something next. And that, you know, like you, you sort of alluded to, it's very easy to, to cut fraud to zero as you just turn the taps off and, and, and you know, as you, as you open up um, more and more sales online, it is managing that and looking at the exception reporting and, um, and stopping too much going for manual review and keeping the speed going up. Yeah. So, yeah, interesting challenge. And it sounds like you've, you've got a bit of a strategy to, to roll out to develop that as, the, as sort of the next 12 months. Yeah, absolutely, Paul. And of course, within the current sort of uh, conditions of the economy and everything, we know with the cost of living crisis, we've got to be more agile and speed to market with anything we're working on is probably one of our, our key aims in the coming months as well. Now's not the time to be working on a two-year plan. It's how do we get through this winter as sort of best we can and, and then obviously into the new year. So that speed and agility are the two things that we're trying to concentrate on at the moment on anything that's on the work plan for us. Mm. I think we've also got some synergies as well with some of the other work that we do in the team. So apart from the, the, the kind of e-com side and the, uh, the, the 3D protect side, we look after retail fraud as well, looking internally at our own colleagues, um, which also has some impacts on the other side where we look at the commercial losses across the board and our centralised strategy for things like product protection, EAS, etc., um, and it's basically kind of continuing the level of work we've done econ across all of those playing fields as well. Yeah, and I think I think we're really lucky in Halfords to work with. It's a good it's good culture in the business, Paul. And I think you get some businesses where they're a little bit wary to discuss some of those types of things with internal fraud. Um, so we 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 do talk about that with retail and operational stakeholders and kind of face into these things and work with them to, to obviously reduce those levels. So not just the detect lens, but the deterrent one as well and the education piece. Yeah, of, yeah, I think you're right there. You know, the internal one's a really interesting one. You know, the vast majority of our uh, staff members, uh, you know, do the right thing and want to do the right thing. But, you know, sometimes if they're provided with the opportunity to make a poor decision, 
Um, if the processes aren't there, then you know you can end up with bigger challenges than than perhaps you you, know, you really ought and really should. So uh, I think across the board, you know, most retailers are finding that's a, a, a yeah, a priority piece of work at the moment. I think it's important for everyone to do a retail. And you you know, Paul, in the wider network, there's some other retailers out there doing some great work in that space. Boots would be one that I just quite off the top of my head where they focus on colleague well-being. And, and we've obviously tried to use this messaging in Halfords as well. Talk about all the well-being and support tools. Um, and then underlying that is the message that, unfortunately, if you do still steal, then... Like we've we've also got great sort of data mining tools, etc. So there's always a solution to the problem, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, and interesting, Andy, you were nodding there on the on the culture side of things. Would you sort of echo that? Does it feel like a a proactive place to pretend Matt's not on the call? You can say what you like about <laughs> Matt. So you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that it's supported uh, in in driving things forward. I think one of the things that. Um, my compatriot Sonia, who works on a counter fraud role predominantly in stores, one of the big uh, developments she came out with um, was what Matt has alluded to, um, which is these are all the ways that a company can help you out um, without you turn into crime. So it's that given them, the, as Matt has already alluded to, the options for them to look at. So whether that's use of things like wage stream that allows them to pull their wages forward, um, or um, obviously we have some forms of things like benevolent funds or we can go off and get counseling if you need it if you've got sort of mental health issues and things like that so we're trying to give the, the colleague in store that that whole of the business story that they may not be aware of mm. rather than just a simple let's take some money out of the till because that'll solve the initial problem i've got um obviously if they get caught uh, which is likely to happen at some point not only then do we use civil recovery to recover the losses we've incurred but obviously fundamentally for themselves they've lost their employment so it's just given them that ability to um take the right decisions as you as you've already alluded to rather than perhaps the the simple easy win uh incorrect decision yeah yeah it's um I, I, yeah i think you're absolutely spot on there if you you know, the more of these tools that are provided to support the staff. Um, and then if, you know, they sort of opt out all of those and then get that theft point and it's backed up with civil recovery, that seems to be mm. you know, the strategy that lots of retailers have had success. And you're right, I think Boots and, and a number mm. of others have gone down that route. Um, final question for you. I'm always fascinated. Very, very tough retail trading environment at the moment. But as well as this sort of goals in the e-com space, the Halfords business as a whole i mean acquisitions keep coming in you know mm. your remit particularly you matt every time i talk to you, you've got a, it's like you've got another new business to try and integrate where are, where are halfords going at the minute is it more stores is it acquisitions is it you know am i going to be able to order my tires online and then somebody's going to turn up and fit them for me what what's what's the sort of the growth plan for the business as a whole yeah, it's a great question, Paul. Obviously, with the situation that we've got across the retail market at the moment, that's one of the reasons why we didn't want to be seen as only a retailer and have expanded the garage business. So one, one of the key things at the moment is that the business is really challenged on discretionary purchases. So if you remember two years back in the pandemic, nearly everyone was buying a bike, weren't they? So we sold a lot of bikes over that kind of six to 12 months when everyone was in lockdown. Uh, but now 
with, with the real sort of screw being turned on cost of living, it's more about the essential purchase thing. And that leads more into the motoring market. So people still have to drive to work. So public transport is even worse than ever in the UK, unfortunately, at the moment with rail strikes, et cetera. So people need their cars. Um, therefore, that's a good market for Halfords to be there. And also supportive as well with great sort of deals for customers. Um, so we've got a Halfords Motoring Loyalty Club. Which, which we've started up, which gives you discounts off MOTs and things like that as well to try and ease that cost of living sort of crisis that's out there as well. So it's a bit of a sort of win-win there if we can keep the customers happy and, and also keep the business going. So the needs-based purchases are performing better than discretionary, um, which were more in the, the frame sort of two years ago in COVID really, to be honest. So it's about having that business flexibility of operating the different parts and different sectors really to keep the sales coming in. Yeah. Yeah, it really does seem to be a business that's uh, that, that's on the move, and uh, you know, you know, lot, lots of lots of good news stories coming out of Halfords, and like you say, you know, very diverse offering, which uh, yeah, which is important as the to sort of ride out the challenges. Um, look, um, amazing! I'm so so thrilled for your success at the Fraud Awards, richly deserved. It's amazing to see you know brands come uh from sort of uh you know nowhere if you like to the fore when they've done great work terrific that it was such an impressive group of peers your retailers from around the world that judged it so i always think that's terrific um the gauntlet is thrown down to you guys despite the changes and challenges within your business to try and retain this for next year um uh, but for now uh, james matt and it's been an absolute pleasure congratulations again and uh, hopefully see you in person in the near future as well. Thanks very much, Paul.